Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin the simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible and to fall in love with Jesus. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful to have you here. Hello, happy Friday. Welcome to Unedited. I am so excited that you are here today. And I just want to share something super exciting, at least super exciting for me. Um, Occasionally, I check the stats for Unedited, just see where people are listening, etc. I try not to pay close attention because I just have to walk in obedience to what the Lord's laid on my heart without paying too much attention to what it quote-unquote feels like it's accomplishing. But There was someone who recently listened in India, and that is such an answer to prayer. I have prayed for two countries specifically over the years, India and China, and just somehow that God will spread this message of Bible reading and prayer to those nations through unedited, and it's one listen. It's so baby But it is an answer to prayer. And I just wanted to share that. And if you would just pray that somehow God uses this simple podcast and the book to help spread his word, I would be so grateful. Thank you so much. And just wanted to share that. And one other reminder before I get into today's episode, Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer, the book is available at PentecostalPublishingHouse.com along with a lot of other great resources. And through the end of May, you can use the code UNEDITED for 10% off your entire order, even if you don't order UNEDITED. So again, use the code UNEDITED for 10% off of your order. Today, I am going to talk about what to do with an enemy that's trying to wear wear you out. And I don't like to talk about the devil too much. The Bible tells us to give no place to the devil. I don't think we need to walk around being afraid of the devil. The devil is a fallen angel, and he took one-third of the angels with him. And so that means that two-thirds of the angels are still on God's side. There's more with us than are with him. But I do think it is good for us to talk about him occasionally. Paul told us not to be ignorant of his devices, and it's good to be aware of the tactics that are so clearly mentioned about him in the Bible. And when we're aware, we can be on guard. And some of the things that the Bible tells us about him is that he's a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he may devour. It tells us that his goal is to steal, to kill, to destroy. It tells us he's the, a liar. He's the father of all lies. The truth is not in him. It tells us that he uses wiles and tricks and schemes, that he's wily. He's not putting his, I mean, yes, sometimes he is very brazen with his message, but a lot of times, especially when it comes to working in the lives of Christians, he uses very wily and very tricky tactics. It tells us that he's an accuser of the brethren, and he accuses us 
before the throne of God day and night. And so those are just some of the things that it says about him. And with all of that said, last week when I was recording the episode, Just Keep Showing Up, Daniel 7.25 came into my mind. And it is talking about the Antichrist. And it says that he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. And while this verse is prophetic about the person who's going to be the Antichrist. We know that Paul told us in the epistles that the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world. And Paul wrote that way back when he was writing epistles to the first century church, to newly established New Testament church. And Satan is Antichrist. He is absolutely against anybody and anything that is for Christ. Christ is his primary enemy, but anybody who is aligned with Jesus is an enemy of Satan. And he wants to destroy anyone and everyone on the face of this planet. But he has a special vengeance for those who bear the name of Christ on their lives. And this verse, Daniel 7.25, where it says he's going to wear out the saints of the most high. This is the only time that phrase or that word wear out is used in the Bible in the Hebrew. And it means to wear away, to wear out figuratively, to harass continually. It says in Strong's that it corresponds to number 1086, which means to wear out, to consume away, wasting away, but only in the mental sense. So this means that there is going to be this constant harassing, a wearing away of the saints of the Most High God. And I see this happening. The enemy of our souls is working full-time to wear out those who belong to Jesus. He's wearing us out through our lives and trials and wearing us out in our minds, doing everything in his power to do so. His ultimate goal like I just stated a little while ago, is to steal, to kill, to destroy. He wants to destroy us. But he has tactics that are cunning in order to try to accomplish that end goal. Our pastor talks about this a lot when it comes to offenses, how Satan's goal is to destroy, but he uses a tactic of dividing through offenses, and he cuts us off from the body, and therefore he can ultimately destroy us because we're singled out. And I see this with him wearing us out to wearing us down. He uses this tactic ultimately to destroy us. He uses the tactic of wearing us out to make us consider an easier way, to consider giving up. Again, he's trying to wear you out. And this can happen in our lives in so many different ways. Busyness is a huge way that we get worn out. And a friend recently mentioned Daniel 12, 25, where it says that in the end time, many shall run to and fro. And New Living says many will rush here and there. Busyness will flat wear us out. And we don't want to help the enemy. Trials, they come into our lives in so many forms. And God uses trials in our lives to test us, to refine us. But Satan will also try to take the trials that are assigned to us by life or by God And use them to speak lies, to prove the unfaithfulness of God, and really to wear us out in our hearts and our minds. And this can be grief. This can be financial pressure. This can be failure. This can be instability or uncertainty in the 
in our workplaces or our homes, just on and on. He can use and attempt to use the trials of our lives. And he certainly uses battles in our minds. And this is what the Bible specifically says that the Antichrist will try to do or the spirit of Antichrist. It will wear us out mentally. And this can happen through guilt, through condemnation, through anxiety, through temptation, constantly just same thought over and over, fiery darts of the wicked, shame, fear, repeated lies, a sense of unworthiness, constantly drudging up your past failures or your present struggles, trying to wear you out in your mind and distract you from the purpose that God has. And that is his mission to wear us out, to work us over, But what do we do with an enemy like that? We are promised victory. We are promised that we are more than conquerors, that we can overcome. How do we win? How do we stay refreshed instead of become weary? There's certainly some correlation between the physical and the spiritual when it comes to this. And we do have to take care of our physical bodies along with our spiritual bodies. We are heart, mind, soul, spirit. We are made up of more than just our physical man or our spiritual man. Our physical man houses our spiritual man. But first of all, we need to eat. We need to stay full. Physical weariness is intensified when we are hungry. And food helps us stay strong. We have got to stay full of the word of God. We have to prioritize the word of God. It is our spiritual food. And if we are going to reject and refuse and overcome the enemy's attempts to wear us out we have to stay full we have to drink we have to pray hydration is a massive part of physical energy and spiritual water is a massive part of staying refreshed in our spiritual lives we have to drink of the spirit every day when we stop drinking from the well of living water we dry out we give the enemy so much of a better chance of wearing us out and defeating us But the Spirit of God, accessed through prayer, through praying in the Holy Ghost, keeps us fresh. Jude had written in his little epistle and said, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So stay spiritually hydrated. Sleep. And I'm mostly talking about physical sleep here. Sleep is massive when it comes to staying refreshed physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. God designed our bodies to reset and refuel through sleep. Sleep is so important in our physical lives and in our spiritual lives. It's really ultimately a part of God's design. It says that he gives his beloved sweet sleep, and this is no condemnation maybe to somebody who struggles to sleep. But even if you struggle to sleep, we can still honor the principles that God designed our bodies to function through. We can still honor the principle of sleep. We can get into bed at a regular time, at an early time. We can put our phones away. They say that your phone has a massive impact on sleep. And again, we don't want to help the enemy wear us out. So we want to stay physically rested. If fear is a part of a lack of sleep, I would say Something I have had to do recently and has been such a key to victory over fear for me is I just sat up in bed one night when I was facing fear and I said, I will not imagine these things that I'm seeing in my mind. I am going to flip the script and I'm going to imagine the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario. And it has literally 
silenced the voice of fear in my life and I have had no sleepless nights since I made that decision. And so if fear's a part of what's keeping you from sleep, just refuse and reject that voice. Picture the opposite of what the enemy is telling you. And so again, sleep is a huge part of refusing to allow the enemy to wear you out and kind of goes hand in hand with that, but rest. Find things that refresh you and cause you to feel rested. Choosing to trust God gives us the ability to truly rest. And this does not have to look like four days at the spa or what we would typically think of as self-care. This can be as simple as staring at green grass. This is one of the things for me. My eyeballs are so hungry for green. Maybe because we have gray and brown five to six months out of the year. It just, for whatever reason, it refreshes my soul. And so much of our rest is in his presence. Our rest is in just sitting in his presence, soaking in his presence, being saturated with him and and trusting him. It's in being still and knowing that he's God, resting our minds in the faithfulness and the sovereignty of God. I've been impacted by a book that I only read the title of, and it is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, I believe by John Ortberg. Um, Our youth pastor, student pastor, Reagan, had it and showed it to me recently. And just that, that line, the ruthless elimination of hurry. I do not believe that God designed us to race constantly about. And that ties into the next thing we need to do to guard against being worn out. And that is to be intentional with our calendar. Guard against too much busyness. We have to take time to sit still, to sit at the feet of Jesus. Well, the things that... I fill my calendar with have eternal impact. Are there things that I can cut so I'm not so busy so that the enemy doesn't have as much of an opportunity to wear me out? Number six, surrender to the leadership of the Lord. He is leading your steps. He's leading my steps. And we can expend a lot of unnecessary energy trying to manage and control our own lives. God's leading. He's got it figured out. He's walking us down the path of his choosing and the sooner we surrender to this process the less unnecessary mental emotional and spiritual energy we need to expend we can walk in righteousness walk in repentance rejecting sin in our lives and repenting of sin in our lives is a huge huge step to not allowing the enemy to wear us out and lastly keep doing the right things remember your sources of strength I did an episode probably well over a year ago about just staying connected to our power sources. We have power sources in our lives. The word of God, prayer, fasting, the house of God, the people of God, and the enemy is constantly working to sever the connection to those things. Because if he can sever the connection, he can sever our strength. And then he's able to wear us out. And so we can overcome The Bible tells us, I believe this verse is also in Daniel. I don't have it in my notes, but it says that those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. So our job is to stay connected to him, guard that connection, guard our power sources. So eat, stay full of the word, drink, pray in the spirit, spiritually hydrate, sleep physically, rest in God, 
Be intentional with your calendar. Surrender the leadership of the Lord. Walk in righteousness and repentance and keep doing the right things. Remember your sources of strength and stay connected to them. He's trying to wear you out, but he's not going to be able to. Today, I'm going to read entry 45 from the book, Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. It is called Perfect Strength. Today's unedited journal entry, Perfect Strength. I hit a bit of a wall this afternoon and earlier I told the Lord that I am weary to the core of my soul. No sooner were the words out of my mouth than I heard a gentle whisper. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Earlier today, Isaiah 40 had popped into my head. To them of no might, he increases strength. As I read to the kids tonight, what should happen to grace the pages other than that particular passage from Isaiah 40? Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of the wide world, grows neither weary nor faint, No man can fathom his understanding. He gives vigor to the weary and new strength to the exhausted. This is why I love the Word of God. This is why it is so important to be as full as possible with it. In low moments, God can and will quicken Scripture to your mind, but only those you have previously consumed. It is often in bare, dry, desolate places that His Word is the only supply for sustenance. Time and again, I have experienced the most simple, basic, elemental scriptures become a lifeline, something to cling to when I feel like I'll surely drown in the turbulent seas. I have walked in dense fog, in dark nights, in dry seasons, in heartache and healing, and it has continually been the precious word of God that kept me. It has done things for me that no other person or institution could ever do. In spite of soul weariness, he has reassured me again that his strength is perfect in weakness. Innate in my soul and every other soul is crippling weakness, debilitating weakness that lays dormant at seasons, but rises and rears its ugly head at others. The inborn frailty we are forced to look in the eye at low places has its solution in only one place. The frailty of the exhausted human spirit brings along with it a sense of inevitability, a torrent of emotion, and perhaps a sense of hopelessness or even despair. But this is the place, the season, the juncture where his strength meets my weakness. This is a display for divine grace to reveal its sufficiency. His strength is made perfect in weakness. His strength is not perfect unless there is a weak place to show it off. God loves to show up to show out, to show off on behalf of those who own their weakness. He attends to the cry of the weak, the weary, the exhausted. He stoops low, comes close, and gives his strength to those who will take off any pretense of self-made strength. Too many of us, too often, just plow on through, push past the moments of soul exhaustion without crying out for an exchange of weakness for strength. The low, Hopelessly unsightly weariness is a place to be embraced as a greenhouse for trust. Those moments are learning experiences that surpass anything that could ever be taught or grasped in a classroom. 
when I feel and sense his strength being made perfect in all the weak, weary, tender places of my soul, I learn something of him I could learn no other way. Yes, I am exhausted to the core of my soul, but to them of no might he increases strength, and his strength is made perfect in weakness. Again, just a little unedited journal entry called Perfect Strength. And today, I just felt to remind you that the enemy is trying to wear you out, but Jesus came to give you life, and not just life, but he said life more abundantly. And so what do we do with an enemy that's trying to wear us out? We eat, we drink, we sleep, we rest, we're intentional with our calendars, our time, we refuse to hurry. We surrender to him, we walk in repentance, and we stay connected to our power sources, the word, prayer, fasting, the house of God, and the people of God. Thank you again so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit meganedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible. I so look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy, happy, happy Friday.